the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Good day. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Green shoots in the economy or green shoots on the economy? What do they mean? We're seeing little pieces of economic data that are positive right now, showing signs of improvement. And that is both a good thing and a bad thing. The jobs data has shown a 2.5 million non-farm jobs payrolls added in May and a fall in the unemployment rate. That was the bit of good news. We saw automobile sales on the rise. That's a bit of a rebound. A lot of Americans um, spend big money on, obviously, mortgages, rents, cars. Uh, so autos are a big one for us. Canada added 290,000 jobs as its hours workers rose over 6%. So there's some positives out there, and the good news could be bad news because it could start to slow the emergency uh, response that everyone's having. Okay, so it's been a bit of a bull market, to say the least, right? Yesterday saw a familiar return to form, which ultimately featured the outperformance of mega cap, mega cap stocks. The Apples, the Amazons, the Teslas, the Microsofts, uh, the Googles, the Netflixes. A lot of the dominant names from the last 10 years were really dominant yesterday. The NASDAQ closed at an all-time high. Um, the Russell 2000 declined 1.9%. The Dow and the S&P 500 down 1.1% and 8 tenths percent. So the breadth of the market was not good yesterday. And I'm not saying like it needs Listerine. I'm saying it needs more winners um, to even out the movement up. So we're not just going, oh, it's those five big ones. The consumer price index for May declined one-tenth of 1%. That's the third straight monthly decline on the core CPI. So inflation has not happened yet. Uh, core CPI, the CPI numbers are kind of funny. <clears throat> Consumer price index. Um, sometimes it's, it's, it's factored in a funny way where it's like cost of two apples. And you're like, what? What if I'm not eating apples? Well, there could be no inflation in apples, but there could be inflation in oranges. And you only eat oranges, right? You get the idea. Anyway, the Fed, Federal Reserve, there will be an FOMC policy announcement today at 11 a.m. Pacific time. That's 2 p.m. Pacific. And the markets could have a reaction after that. 
Um, in large part, of the Federal Reserve says, you know, those job numbers are pretty darn good. We're going to raise interest rates. That's not going to happen, but potentially they could change the wording a little bit. The statement should not hold any surprises. The Fed fund rates will be cemented at a lower bound. Uh, according to last month, now could they have changed their mind in uh, one month? Say it's going to be a long time before we raise rates, or are they going to instantly go, oh, green shoot of life, let's uh, wait and see. Or green shoot of life, uh-oh, it's going to turn into a terrible, terrible weed of inflation. We have to stop it now. So <clears throat> will the Fed even acknowledge a little bit of economic improving? So today at 2 o'clock uh, Eastern, 11 o'clock Pacific, they're, they're going to have a press conference um, at 2.30 or 11.30 our time. And that's going to be probably the ammo of the day, to be quite honest with you. I'm not saying you can just go to bed. Go to bed, come back at 11.30, but maybe if you want to. We see the market... <clears throat> Opened slightly green for the S&P 500, but instantly went a quarter of a percentage point lower. Same thing with the Dow. It opened almost positive, and then it went down one half of 1%. The NASDAQ is at it again. I know you're saying, man, you really hate the NASDAQ, don't you? No. I own shares of Apple, and it's up six points. Um, that makes me very uncomfortable. Costco up two. So I could see like a winner is up one per, half a percent today, but the big tech guys again, they're rocking it. So a lot of people are, are chasing that trade, but also they're the guys with the most money. They're the guys that have some high valuations now, but people are willing to pay for big names. And there is a question out there is how much of um, the brand name stocks are being moved higher because they're being included in apps where apps like Robinhood, where a millennial could say, oh, um, here's my choice of tech stocks. <laughs> it's Amazon, it's Microsoft, it's Cisco. It's uh, it's not that imp innovative of a list, if you see what I'm saying. But we've run into a little bit of a, a wall this week after having an explosive week, uh, explosive you know, three weeks there on the upside. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. COPS was canceled. And I'm like, whoa. Cops had a six-year run on Paramount Network, and its predecessor had just come to an end. So it, it premiered on Fox in 1989. It aired for 25 seasons. The show was resurrected in 2013 um, and ran again. There's a show called Live PD. I was like, yeah, I, I, I think that show's canceled. <laughs> It doesn't surprise me. Does it surprise you? Um, not in this day and age. So, what a messed up day that was yesterday. Cop unions are, or police unions are starting to scream at people, um, trying to like say, "Don't look at us. Look elsewhere for the problems." Chewy, remember Chewy? The big IPO last year, and uh, they 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 sell pet food. And they do cute little things like when you sign up, they, they ask you your dog's name. And sometimes they ask for a picture. And if you're lucky, you get a portrait painted for you of your, your, your animal. You're like, oh, that's kind of cute. And that's how they differentiate themselves from Amazon. 
They're trying to be more social. Their quarter reported a better than expected financial results. Company saw an uptick in demand as American pet parents sheltered in place in the face of COVID-19 pandemic. Sales were $1.62 billion, up 46%. That is a damn good number. You know, we all are saying right now, Zoom was in the right place at the right time for shelter-in-place. I think you can kind of say the same thing for Chewy. <clears throat> it's one of those stores that, like, hey, I'm going to go to the pet store and grab some pet food this weekend and get a haircut. Well, I can't do either of those right now, or I couldn't. Maybe I could, but you get the idea. There was a cooped-up thing. So Chewy reported 15 million customers at quarter end, up 32% from a year earlier. <clears throat> Again, one of the things that will come out of COVID-19, the year 2020, is how many of these habits will stay sticky. <clears throat> so we know that with Chewy, the pandemic put Chewy in a unique position to provide essential services to pets and pet parents. And we also know that Chewy needed to prepare for a significant change in operating conditions over the past two months. They've continued to adapt and respond to service millions of new existing customers. So they're doing a good job. Not only are they getting the new customers, they're actually servicing them. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and your money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, invested in more. Lots going on. Taco Bell. Taco Bell. Said same-store sales decline as the chain loses breakfast late-night customers. Okay. Again, we're getting a little bit further into the data with the COVID-19 shutdown. Young Brands said that Taco Bell's same-store sales have shrank so far in the quarter as it loses breakfast and late-night customers. KFC and Pizza Hut reported domestic same-store sales, SSS. Um, and they're important. I don't own shares of them, but it's like, it's, it gives me a little bit of idea of what's going on out there. Um, the crisis has helped Pizza Hut, which is typically the laggard of the three. Growth in its digital and delivery service sales, the long-term goal of the brand, um, hasn't done t- well compared to uh, Domino's. But, again, we're seeing some winners and losers here. KFC reported a record high of average sales per store in a week in early May. So, restaurant industries, um, fast food has a little bit of advantage, right? A little bit. They don't have the – they've got the drive-thru that's already been there for years and years and years. Starbucks says it lost $3 billion in revenue in the latest quarter due to the coronavirus pandemic. That's a lot of money. I know – Sometimes we get jaded because we see uh, trillion-dollar companies, and we're like, oh, that company, screw them. They make a lot of money. To lose $3.2 billion in a quarter of revenue is a lot of money. Like If you were to write that down, you'd be like, whoa, now I see the financial economic impact people are talking about. Or do we just switch it over to cured coffee pods and make our own coffee at home? Starbucks, which withdrew its prior outlook back in April, 
we knew things were going to be grim. In the end, in the long run, do you want to own a company like Starbucks? If so, then you want to own it through a COVID type of scenario. U.S. same-store sales tumbled 43% in May as the company reopened locations. Yesterday, I saw 800 Best Buys are starting to reopen in the United States. Um, 90% of Chinese cafes, Starbucks cafes, are back to their pre-pandemic operating hours. 70% of them have full seating available. So again, another outlook that the United States will be seeing. Starbucks adds uh, plans to add more pickup stores in really dense urban areas like New York, Chicago, San Francisco. So they too will change their business plan ever since lately. What once was featured with, what do they have, like 10 little seats in the store? Um, some of them will go to counter only. And when you walk in, you walk up to a counter, order your coffee, and go bye bye There'll be a little tinkers here and there. Apple yesterday said that they reportedly plan to ditch Intel processors and Macs. That's a big deal. In large part, it's going to start to let companies differentiate the computers that they're selling to you. Um, HP, Dell, Samsung, Microsoft, they all use the same Intel chips. So it means that Apple can build its computers without waiting for Intel to develop a new processor. It helps Apple stand out from the competitors. Intel obviously doesn't want to lose Apple as a supplier. Um, but in the, the recent past, AMD's given like some of the computer makers a little different option than Intel. Sometimes AMD's been used for the cheaper versions, but AMD's been kicking butt with high-quality performance. But it's worthy of note, Apple uses Qualcomm modems in their iPads and iPhones for connections to cellular networks. So last year, it bought Intel's 5G business, putting it in a position to build its own modems and in its reliance on third-party providers. You've seen Apple go this way. They've got a five-year relationship with Qualcomm. They just basically put the spike in Intel's chest, killing the vampires, saying, you know, we're going to do our own. I know you're saying that's a really dramatic slogan for a movie. We're going to do our own. Yes, yes, I have the flair for the dramatic. Um, but in five years from now, you're going to see a press release saying, you know, we're not going to do buy Qualcomm modems. We're going to use our own. And it's going to be like putting a heart, uh, a spike through Qualcomm's heart. The, I own shares of Qualcomm. I own shares of Apple. I own shares of Microsoft. I own a lot of companies in this uh, segment, obviously, because I'm talking big tech. Um, you see the playbook, right? More and more in-house product is a way of controlling cost and creating innovation. I get it. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um Microsoft does have a lesser-known version of Windows called Windows on ARM that's designed to run on ARM chips instead of Intel processors. These are always connected computers with cellular modems and promise of longer battery life than Intel counterparts. So this doesn't feel like a good win. It doesn't feel like a good day for Intel. Nope. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. The NASDAQ opened at a new record high while the rest of the market struggles. Today is looking a lot like yesterday in that the big 
boys, the Teslas, the Amazons, the Apples, the Microsofts, the Googles, or the Alphabets, all doing well, and then almost everyone else in the stock market not doing well. One of the talking heads that I like is a billionaire named Jeffrey Gunlock. He is a bond investor. So bonds are considered to be the smarter play as far as assets go. Um, they price things in real time. Uh, Jeff Gunlock, he runs a $135 billion double line capital. He sees the potential for a wave of more higher end unemployment, hitting white collar workers, making more than 100000 per year as employers increasingly question the value of the employees being there. Corporations are going to go through their their payroll, he's basically implying and say, okay, do we really need this person? Is, uh, are they working? Do they earn that six figures and can we replace them with someone at home? In the last 11 weeks, 42 million Americans have filed for unemployment. The bulk of those jobs have been on the lower income households. They're the ones getting the hardest hit. Gunlock saying, hey, as we get a little further into this, or further away from the starting point, he's expecting that you know people who run groups, um, junior members of teams, have stepped up to replace senior members of teams. And he's thinking, you know, hey, not all unemployment numbers. You know, one million jobs here, one million jobs there. What does it mean? If it's a million McDonald's employees or a million, you know, um, high executives up at corporations. It's going to be interesting. He's calling for a little bit of case of wage deflation. When we see that, you're going to hate it, and you're going to hate me talking about it because it's miserable. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money invested more. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and your money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. (coughs) Excuse me. I'm having massive trouble finding my voice. I'm not a big coffee drinker, but coffee clears everything right up. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. I do appreciate it. I know that you have options out there. I will do my very best every day to do a good show for you. I will try to find entertaining angles and ideas so we could all become better investors. You have helped me enormously through the years. Um, just give me sometimes a pulse on the market of what people are interested in and why. Um, <clears throat> right now, the market um, is dealing with a lot of slowly improving economic data. And we're finding that that's enough. Today, the Fed is going to speak. That's going to be the real story in my mind. The longer the Fed keeps rates low, the more wealth can be created easily. Now, again, be very careful what you just heard there. I'm not saying that you can sell your house right now and double your money as long as the Fed's keeping rates low. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that the lower the cost of money, the easier it is for you and I to get a low-paying mortgage. Which do you want, a high-paying mortgage or a low-paying mortgage? 
which do you want? If you're a corporation, do you want to borrow a billion dollars at 1% or a billion dollars at 3% or a billion dollars at 10%? You can do crazier stuff when it's at 1%. I can't believe the bank just gave me this money. Should we spend it right now? Like, all I got to do is earn it back plus 1%. That's not too shabby. And people think like that. J&J is going to begin human trials of COVID-19 vaccine in July. From what my research is showing me, there looks to be three companies moving into phase three trials. Um, in July. So that's the reason they're saying, hey, if all these go well, we may have a shot by Christmas. Now, the question is, are you going to be the first person to take the shot? Because I know people. They'll be afraid they get COVID from getting the COVID shot. Uh, Stocks are drifting a little bit. Uh, We started a little bit in the green, went a little bit deep in the red, battled a little bit back. NASDAQ's pushing 10,000 right now, which is nuts. I say nuts because at the start of the year, after last year, after the previous nine years, I would have been pretty pleased to get you know something uh, a small return, maybe even a sideways return would be like lovely. But I don't know if it's just it's nuts. Valuations don't seem to matter at this point in time. Ah, they'll grow into it. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing and more. Um, What else do I need to hit? Scott's miracle Grow. Isn't it funny how some stocks kind of get stuck in the show for a couple days? It's being heralded as a COVID-related consumer habits changed a stock. Scott's Miracle Grow SMG. We're staying at home. We're growing more vegetables. We're growing more grass. We're doing, I know you're saying grass. Or you say what I think you're saying. <laughs> Slip of the tongue. Um, but in the U.S. consumer segment, that includes things like Scott's and uh, Turf Builder and Miracle Grow. Demand has soared as people stayed home during the springtime. Again, being at the right place at the right time, huh? I will say, if COVID hit our economy, in October, November, December, that would have been tragic. The number of people that don't travel for the holidays, the number of people that don't see their family for the holidays, the number of holiday f- uh, parties get canceled. All things considered, we dodged a pretty big bullet if it's contained. Not sure that it will be, but if it's contained. Dining out doesn't look like a lot of fun right now. Restaurants are gradually reopening. Three big winners, Cisco, S-Y-Y, U.S. Foods Holdings, USFD, and Performance Food Group, PFGC. Again, I bring this up because sometimes we don't need a new story every day. Wall Street, you don't have to go. It's like horse betting. You know, another race started in two minutes. Oh, another race started in two minutes. You can just sit for a while. You can go, let me think. Rob brought up uh, hydroponics and uh, Scott's Miracle Grow. Uh, trend that people are staying at home. They've improved their grass. Now, again, will the summer, will they just let everything die? Probably. But I don't think as many people are going to vacation this summer as, as we think. There is something that's bottled up. I'm talking to a financial person yesterday, he's like, I'm going away this weekend. And I'm like, where are you going? And he's like, Arizona. I'm like, he goes, I know, I know, I know. They're seeing a spike in cases. <laughs> They're potentially uh, upping their emergency room beds. I'm like, okay. <clears throat> you travel, boy. You travel. But 
again, one of the themes that you don't have to reinvent every single day is we are going to start going back to restaurants. In theory, schools are going to start opening back up, and food is going to be needed to deliver to restaurants, and food is going to be needed to deliver to schools. That's the idea. Um, so there's one of your trends, right? You don't have to reinvent the wheel every single day. You don't have to find not find the next uh, Apple or the next you know what Microsoft. There was a big push in the 1990s. There's a lot of uh, financial magazines, which I haven't been in an airport for a while, so I haven't really looked at the magazine rack. I haven't thought about magazines. I don't read a lot of magazine, financial magazines. The Forbes or the Fortune magazines are silly to me. I like the, the Economist, for sure. I like the Wall Street Journal, the New York Times. I like the Financial Times. I like Barron's. Um, and then it starts to dry up. I, I don't like the, in no disrespect, but Sacramento Chronicle has this, uh, the San Francisco Chronicle, uh, the Sacramento Bee. Those aren't papers to me. Those are news outlets that are either using Reuters stories, which are very bland and vanilla, or typically there are news outlets that have very young journalists on staff. Uh, most of the money, the high-end journalists have been squeezed out of the industry already. So they're doing it for uh, niche sites. That It's just out there. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Very soon I'm going to take a day off. I'm warning you because um, I'm kind of waiting for I'm hoping for kind of a very calm period where you don't have to feel like you're tuning in. Thanks for tuning in, by the way, and thanks for telling friends to tune in. We've seen a big spike in our downloads, and that's wildly appreciated. You can find my downloads at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com, or go to Apple and search under Rob Black in your money in business. Um, Uber likely is going to pull out of its merger talks with Grubhub over antitrust concerns. Wow. Who knew, right? Um. When you play Monopoly, you kind of know the part of the board that you want to control. I wouldn't have thought that Grubhub had gotten the size and the stature and the profitability of something that that's dominant. But again, it, it really takes kind of a slow things down and see how international teams are doing. Grubhub is going to likely merge with a European company like Just Eat, <coughs> based out of. The Netherlands, um, Takeaway.com, Delivery Hero. There are other players out there. That's why I'm kind of like, it was pretty fast that Democratic lawmakers expressed concerns over the potential deal and saying, you know, <clears throat> online delivery space. It doesn't it seem like it could be replicated pretty easily. It doesn't seem like Uber and Uber Eats and <clears throat> a lot of big boys were there just a second ago. But yep. Uber and Grubhub have struggled to agree on a price, and um, they're saying it's not going to get through in any way, shape, or form. Restaurants, for their beef, they've complained for years of hefty fees from companies like Grubhub. They say the prevalence in the market makes their service difficult to abandon, though. Okay. I'm with it. I just, I don't know. It seems to me like that's one that I know out of my phone I've got three delivery apps, right? And then you see companies that are operating like Apple and Google and Samsung dominating the cell phone market, whether it's the software or the hardware, dominating it. 
800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Probably the big fun story of the day is what is the Fed going to do? But I think the, the headline story of the day, which it's not really – people aren't really talking about it, is that Johnson Johnson to begin human trials for coronavirus vaccine in late July earlier than expected. A couple of weeks ago, that would have moved the market. But I think it's pretty fair to say the market's already moved on its own. Today, the markets are drifting a little bit lower after opening. That's the way I'm seeing it. NASDAQ's kind of funky because it's the big five, the five horsemen of the apocalypse that are moving the markets. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. I do appreciate it. Um, Best Buy opening up 800 stores. That's kind of interesting to me. And I hate saying this out loud because this sounds like almost stupid gossip. But don't you kind of want to go to a store and wander around right now and take a look at what's on the shelf and go, oh, product that I can get. Um, There's something there. Gold heads higher for a third session as investors await the FOMC economic forecast. Yeah, I think that forecast that's coming out in about three hours will give us a pretty good feel of, uh, again, just tightening in our picture of we know it's bad. How bad is it? Or is it better than we thought? Global stocks have paused this week. Three vaccines start phase three trials. Uh, the Federal Reserve showing us their cards in a few hours. That Nikola, uh, the electric trucking company that has a range further than Tesla vehicles, hasn't made a car, right? Hasn't delivered one. And they've got more of a market valuation than Ford. Wasn't Ford like that company in the 1900s that made cars? Whoa. Find me at newfocusfinancial.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Let's talk about young producer. And it was kind of funny. Uh, say some stupid stuff. Nothing that would get us banned or anything like that. We started talking about marriage and um, people who marry well and people who marry poorly and people who have two wives and three wives and it starts to add up. Uh, anytime you get married, there's a lot of dramatic things that happen. Like there could be an expensive wedding. There could be dreams put down. Like I want to own a big house with you, or I want to own, I want to make a baby with you. Um, anytime you divorce, it's expensive. Uh, what once was living under one roof is suddenly living under two roofs. If there's some advice that I can go back and like, you know, tell people again and again that it has nothing to do with stocks is consider marrying well. And I'm not saying to someone who's well off, I'm saying to someone who's kind of along your lines, I'm not a marriage counselor, I'm not a love counselor. I play one on TV. I'm the Doogie Hauser of love. I know you're saying that doesn't even make sense. But marrying well is important. I my first marriage was stupid. It was the dumbest potential unbelievably thing that I ever did because here's how it went out worked in my twenties a lot dated in hindsight. It was entertaining dated in my thirties. Whenever I had time burned through some relationships because running a business. And then I was like, okay, I'm mid thirties. I take a look around and, um, I don't want to be, I don't like the offerings of, of men over 40 and what they offer for uh, spouses and women over 40 is like, I think I should find one that's while I'm younger. 
um, or on the earlier side of 40. I know see, it's such so, how stupid it is. Right. And I found one and she was awesome and she was great. And, um, I overlooked everything that I wanted to overlook. I overlooked everything that I would tell my kid to not overlook. There were some crazy stories about her childhood. I was like, uh Oh, <laughs> so when you're dating, they're cute. Her family celebrated something called naked Thanksgiving. And it was hippies in California in the woods near Woodside. And it is exactly what it sounds like. 200 people walking around without clothes on Thanksgiving. Um, and that, that stunned her as a kid. It stuck with her to say the least. Then there was an episode where her dad hit on her best friend and it's like, okay, that's a great story when you're not dating, but when you're married, that's a horrible story. This person's messed up. They got some baggage because of course I do too. I've got the alcoholic father. I've got the not perfect childhood. Like I have the, I'm going to prove him wrong. My first marriage was a joke. Um, it lasted less than a year, but I did get out of it pretty intelligently. Um, I said, you know, I don't want this to get bitter and it will get better if we fight. So here's my deal. And I, you know, I saved a ton in lawyers. I saved a ton in, uh, potential legal paperwork and filings and all that crazy stuff. No interest. And then it was over. I got it out of it relatively easily. So again, my advice is consider marrying well. Mine was I, honestly a joke. And I can say that and, and laugh at this point in time. Um, not everyone can say that. But that could have been a situation where, again, two separate homes... I didn't have to get into like covering her expenses, thank goodness, but it would have been a financial strain for most people. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. AbbVie's in the news. They can withstand Humira's decline with new drugs. AbbVie's top-selling drugs um, has been given it just a ton of cash. This is one of the interesting things about pharmaceutical companies. If they get cash cows... But then after seven years, other companies around the world have developed a similar product that has a similar efficacy and or the, pat, the drug patent comes off and uh, in come the, the cheap pharmaceutical companies, the generics. <clears throat> so AbbVie always has to have a pipeline. Here's the kicker with big pharmaceutical companies and biotech companies. I can't analyze pipeline. Until you get to phase three, you can't even say there's a chance of it coming into approval. But Denmark's GenMab is developing novel antibody products against cancer. Their pipeline expansions are asking the analyst community to say, how do we figure out what Pfizer or Merck or AbbVie are worth when patent expiration cliffs hit hardcore in the pharmaceutical industry? Um, if you've noticed the pharmaceutical giants, sometimes they try to do something kind of interesting when their drugs come off pot, they try to put two of them together. It's like, um, Pfizer's Viagra or Merck's Viagra, excuse me. Um, it comes off patent and what can you do with that? Uh, there's a generic version at CVS. And, uh, I'm not going to get into the jokes with this. But you know, like CVS and Walgreens have like, um, like uh, they call it like wall potassium. So they take robitussin and just put the wall in front of it. There's some Viagra jokes there that I'm not going to do. 
Um, but then what you find is the pharmaceutical companies try to stay relevant. They go, do you have allergies and erectile dysfunction? We're putting two drugs into one for the first time ever. And you're like, yeah, well, I do have allergies, and well, I guess I have erectile. I could take one pill and solve two problems. And it's a way of staying relevant. Plus, Viagra is a um, it's a brand, right? <clears throat> when you I say Viagra, you know what I mean. So what's important about that is the branding. Um, <clears throat> know that major pharmaceutical companies have to have that. Because Americans have a problem. Did you know that I saw I, the weirdest statistic that I ever saw was it said it takes a college education to buy the generic version of an allergy pill. So you can get a CVS, you can get a Rite Aid, you can get you know your your sneezy pills, or you can get the the ones that you see on TV. And the ones that you see on TV have to pay for packaging and they have to pay for the commercials. But high schoolers will say, well, that's the one. Whereas college people will say, well, I want the generic equivalent of that one. Crazy, huh? What's that say about our education system? I don't know. You can find me online at robblackshow.com, newfocusfinancial.com.